I, Maggie, I need you to put down the switch. Maggie, I, I'm, we're all, we all love you. We're all here for you. I need you to put down the switch. <laughs> okay. She has a Fine. twist tie. Is that a twist? I guess it, it is. is. Yeah. It's okay. Worn from a bulk bin. Oh, there she goes. Yeah. Oh. This is Sam and Maggie Higley. Um, we're in the same place today because it's Thanksgiving. Yay, so happy that's not Thanksgiving. a Thanksgiving. It looks like a straw wrapper. It's a twist tie for sure. Okay. It's got. It's like one of the ones that you write numbers on. Right. No, I, I I got you. It's just has a weird shape. Anyway, um, yeah, she Mo has a thing. But uh, we are here to do Sam and Maggie Higley. Yes. This is for season four, episode two, which is Brittany 2.0. Yeah. So. And um, I'm feeling pretty sober and sleepy um, because our breakfast mimosas are, have pretty much worn off at this point. Yeah. Also, I'm just so full. <sighs> yeah, I'm not, I don't really feel anything. Okay, great. That's a good place to start for Glee. Um, I really usually, usually when I finish watching an episode, I do feel kind of empty. Yeah, that that actually does make a lot of sense. I was putting off watching this episode to take notes because I just couldn't. Um, but let, let's let's get to the biz at the top here, so that way we can get into this monster. Look at how cute she is. She is very cute. Um, so. This episode originally aired on September 20th, 2012, with 7.46 million viewers, which is up from last week's 7.41 million viewers, and weirdly is the same number for the uh, pilot, of, or the not the pilot, the first episode of season three. I think these are probably aired together. Oh. Like a do you think? Block. Huh, okay. I that's bet. An interesting, that's an interesting way to do it. Well, what, what was um, the air date for Oh yeah, good one? point. I do have that written down. It was September 13th, so no. This oh. is the week after. Wow, they maintained viewership. Impressive. Even They even <laughs> gained like .03 million viewers or whatever. But yeah, so um, who who directed this episode? Alfonso Gomez Rejon. Okay. I'm not sure who the writer is. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but the director is definitely Alfonso. Um, sure. Which I I feel like I can really tell when he's directed an episode now. Yeah. Because his cinema his cinemographic choices are just much better. Sure. Than a lot of the other ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For instance, like we'll get to it, but there's like that scene with Cassandra July where she's dancing in front of the mirror. Yes. Yeah, that's a I did write down in my notes mirrors question mark, but yeah. Um and. Thankfully, you don't see, like, any boom mics or anything. Now, that's impressive. That is actually really <laughs> impressive. Now that I think about it, it would probably, like, if anyone else had done it, you probably would have seen them. But. um, And, like, uh, the, the sound design for this episode is interesting as well. Um, yeah. It's similar to the episode before. Like, we have some of those, like, moments of disassociated stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's because Jake is a character. I guess. And if, that's his brain space i guess but um like the last episode this was written by brad falchuk okay no brad falchuk directed directed the last episode last episode episode was written by ryan Ryan murphy Murphy, so brain trust so brian brian or brad falchuk wrote this episode then brad falchuk wrote it alfonso gomez rehan directed it okay cool well 
let's just jump into the meat of this. Yeah. Uh, we start with a recap. Unfortunately, they are back. <laughs> um, great, I guess. Uh, we hear about Rachel's problems with Cassandra July. Yep. We hear about um, the new Rachel. Yep, Marley. Stuff. Yep. Um, and Marley. Yep, and Jake a little bit, and also Kurt's in there. Yeah. It's it's a whole smodge podge. We're, we are already complained enough about the recaps that, like, I'm I think other wa- people... I was sort of wondering, um, this episode kind of brought it up in the last episode for sure. Like, why didn't Kurt, why wasn't Kurt just in New York? At the beginning of this season, why did they have to have he wanted, that like transitional? He wanted to stay with Blaine, line. I guess. But we already knew they were gonna part because it was such a big part of last. Well, season. but then they didn't. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're right. It should have just started with Kurt it's in clunky. New York, but like, <laughs> yeah, good point. Glee is clunky. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, he really should have. But um, we, so we start with the Brit. Brittany monologue. Yes, um, but not the way you might think. Well, we think it's a normal monologue. Yes. When it starts off, she's, like, describing her position right now, how she gets to repeat her senior year, how lucky she is to do that, uh, <laughs> how she's the, the head bitch of the Cheerios, Yep. Uh, how she's Vice Rachel of the Glee Club, yep. which I love that phrasing. I thought it was great. And um, how she has a plan in the works to stage a Middle East-style election. To keep her as president for life. Yeah. Um, well, the best part, it's, so it's a normal hallway shot that we, mm-hmm. we get a lot. You know, we have the people voicing over their hallway shots. But the best part about this one is that as Brittany, we, we kind of see Brittany's face. Like, it starts, like, at the top and yes. it kind of goes down as she. Because we start with her forehead. By the way, Heather Morse has, like, a weird, like, sunburn tan situation <laughs> for this whole episode. Hmm. I wonder. Did you not? I didn't clock. She looks like she's sort of peeling. Oh. At her hairline. Well, I mean, maybe that's just for the aesthetic, because she's supposed to be burned out, <laughs> hitting rock bottom, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um. But so it's it goes down her face, and we see that she is actually saying these yes. words out loud. And then Blaine comes up to her and he's like, are you okay, Brittany? And she's like, oh, I thought that was my monologue in my head. Well, it's great because he's like, who are you talking to? And she's like, oh, I thought I was doing a voiceover. Which, this episode is so strange. This episode is really strange. We get canon confirmation that Brittany's an alien. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And also, like... She makes that meta joke about voiceovers. And not only that, there are some scenes later this episode where I just literally wrote down, I was like, this scene is bizarre. Like, yeah. it just, it doesn't make any I kinda sense. I kind of like how weird it is, though. <laughs> I'm about it. Well, we're going to get into that. But, um, so then we we cut from this into a Cheerios routine. Yeah, because Brittany is like, oh, don't, go away, Blaine. I, I'm still, like, super cool. Yeah. It's Brittany, bitch. Yes. And then she sings. Hold it against me. This is before we know it's Britney week. Also. Right. Yeah. This is just like a pump up jam. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's it seems to be implied this is like a Cheerios routine that yes. Britney has created, I guess. Or it's like the leader of. Yeah. Because so we start on the football field. The win of the Cheerios, you could say. Yeah, and then we move to the gym. Um, it's fun because they have some of the like fake rifles, like the yeah yeah, and it's a kitty duet. Like Kitty yeah. does backup. Right, and so. Well, does she really sing, though? She does. Oh, great. 
Um, well, that's confirmation of something She's I don't She's gonna want. be in the Glee Club, absolutely. Bleh. Absolutely! <laughs> but so, um, at the end of this, uh, it cuts to Sue, who calls it hot garbage, and then... I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good, but to be fair, that's always been true. Like, the Cheerios yeah. always have really good routines, and then Sue is like, that was garbage! You're sloppy babies! <laughs> yes. Um, but so, uh, then she calls Brittany into her office. Where they discuss Brittany's most recent grade. The F minus. (laughs) An unforeseen F minus. It's compared to Becky's grade, which we get to see Becky's test, and she's written (laughs) Bocky. I wrote that down. I don't know how offensive that (laughs) is, though. It's it's a a subtle joke that I really like. I don't know if it's even subtle, because they like... Yeah. It's like hell. Well, that. no, yeah, because it like zooms in on her name, and it's hell there <laughs> for like a few seconds. But it's so good though, because well, because the it's I don't remember it's algebra. Yeah, and, and Becky, Becky got a C plus, a C plus. Yeah, um, and Brittany took the same test. Um, wrote her. She did write her name. Yes, she spelled it correctly, but it is written in crayon, different color for each letter. And <laughs> that's not the first time this episode. Well, I guess it is the first time, but it's not the last. And it's not the first time this has show. happened. Yeah. Um, and Brittany, for the answer of every question, wrote "see other side," which on the back she has created a <laughs> she needs a diorama, created, yeah, a, like an alternate universe called Happyville, where math was never invented, and she's drawn herself and Santana, um, Rachel and Kurt in heaven. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> Oh my god. And Sue is like, what is this? And Brittany's like, isn't it great? <laughs> you know, Brittany's just misunderstood. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, anyway, no, so yeah. she got the F minus. And then uh, Sue kicks her off the Cheerios. And yeah, she's, she's like, you're a bad role yeah. model for the Cheerios because you're such an idiot. Well, and apparently the average GPA of the Cheerios has dropped three points. Because of Brittany. But that makes <laughs> sense. Because, like, didn't we find out that Brittany... She has a 0. 0.0. It was a zero. Yeah, so, I mean, that does really weigh your average down <laughs> a lot. Uh, and Brittany's life is just sort of falling apart because... Yes, well... We're we're gonna get into it. We we have a little she, more. She gets kicked up. off the Cheerios, and then we see her skyping with yes. Santana, and yeah. Santana's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm just really busy." And yeah, she apparently so she's at the University of Kentucky. She's doing the cheerleading. She is wearing a, like a cheerleading uniform from the University of Kentucky, and yeah. we didn't mention it last episode, but at the end of last season, Santana was like, "I'm, I'm not, not going, going to college." college. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening anymore. <laughs> Um, but it seems legit. Like you she, think she took that wad of cash from Gloria Estevan and was just like, "I'm gonna go to Kentucky, also." Like I now maybe. I just have a lot of money. Well, I mean, but she's still had to pay for. Well, no, you're right because she got a free ride. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I would. That sounds great. But you have to live in Kentucky, and you also have to be on the cheerleading team, which apparently practices until midnight every day until homecoming. <laughs> um, but yeah, she says she tells it's over the. It's over Skype or whatever, and yeah. she's telling Brittany, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm so busy, and I'm also sorry Sue was mean to you. Blah, 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 we but... get another scissor Skype joke. Yeah. Which it's tired already. Yeah, and also, like, 
it just doesn't really make sense. You can tell it's written by gay men. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't understand. Who don't understand. Yeah. So, um, but then we... women have sex. Um, we also see yeah. Lord Tubbington here. Yeah, because Brittany closes the laptop and, like, looks at Lord Tubbington and is like, I'm not talking to you. I know you've joined the gang. And Lord Tubbington is wearing, like, a leather vest yes. and sunglasses. <laughs> yes. It's great. You can tell that this cat is, like, for real, like, fat and sick. <laughs> because he's not resisting being I mean, dressed up in this fashion. I wouldn't say necessarily sick. I would just say fat. He's he he's kind of just there, I guess. No, it's fine. It's great because he, like, rolls over a little bit, too. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, Lord Tubbington is cute. Yeah. So then we go to New York. Yes. Uh, we're in dance class. They're learning the tango. And, the sexy tango. Yeah, and Cassie it like is like prepping them for doing this or whatever, and is like, "Not you, David Schwimmer. You're gonna do jazz hands in the corner by yourself." <laughs> <laughs> and then she like basically tears into Rachel, being like, "You have no sex appeal. You're, yeah, <laughs> you think your own body is disgusting. You act so tentatively." Yes. Yeah. Because so there's there's a couple reasons given. The first is that they don't have enough boys in the class, so Rachel has no one to dance with, which Mm -hmm. does seem like a bad reason. It's like, you probably should have planned this class better if you knew you needed partners partners for dances. Um, But also, yeah, she does rip into her pretty hard about how not sexy Rachel is. It's intense. Um, And let me propose this. Is it an egg? (laughs) Yeah, she's nagging Rachel. Yes, of course she is. For the point of seduction. Oh. Well, I mean, later in the episode, we do get confirmation that she does nag her students just because she wants to. Like, yeah. she thinks she's preparing them for the real world. We but... got that last episode, too. Which yeah. Is, now I can destroy you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. So that's that. Rachel yeah. can't learn the tango because she's too not sexy. <laughs> well, let's, let's chat for a second. Do you think Rachel is not sexy? Because the show is trying to tell us that she's, like, eventually the show will be like, oh no, Rachel is sexy. Like, Rachel tries to prove that she's sexy. So I'm trying to, like... I think there are definite moments where Rachel is, like... Yeah. Overtly sexual. Yes, but... I mean, I don't know if that... At the same time... Yeah. I think Cassie's, like, point that, like, Rachel is, like, too tentative and, like... Yeah. uh, And, like, too aware of her own body in that way, like... Well, I was... she's right. I was gonna say, like... Being sexual and being sexy aren't necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think there is something we said for, like, a lack of confidence is definitely not sexy. Mm -hmm. So I think Rachel in her new New York, like, fish-out-of-water mentality definitely, I think, is less sexy than, like, confident on top of the world Rachel from Lima. Pure tenacity is really where Rachel shines in, like, the sexiness department. Right. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, especially here where she's just like, oh, I'm just... But I, but I wanted to learn the tango. But I need to play a Vita. <laughs> I can't play a Vita if I don't know the tango. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll get back to that. In the meantime, Brittany is the world's best grandma. Yeah, she's wearing a short from the Lost and Found that says that. <laughs> and she's meeting with Lemma, yeah. who are, I guess Will just, like, sits in on some of Emma's counseling sessions now. Yeah. What the fuck ever. Yeah. Um, and Will's just like, listen, Brittany, I can tell you're going through a really dark period. You're, you're spiraling. <laughs> I think you should meet with Emma once a week. Yeah. Until you get your life together. And Brittany's just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Emma gives her a pamphlet that says, so you look like crap. Um, which, at this point, like, I understand... 
that there was that joke last season or like the whole thing. It's like Emma makes these pamphlets. What do these pamphlets actually say inside them? Because it looks like there's just like like half clever things on the front with like clip art. That, but that's the point. It's like a joke. It's yeah, like, but like, are you saying that like what's the if we're if we're going to believe that Bigly Universe? Yeah, well, because she gets tenure for making these pamphlets. Yeah. So, like, what's inside them? Because, like, what do you think that says inside? Does it say you should shower? Like, I don't... Maybe it says, like, personal hygiene can make you feel better. (laughs) Also, don't care what people think about you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's Britney's problem right now, no, but... No, because she, she obviously doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, um, I could meet with Emma, but I'm actually really busy. I have to go home and eat cashews and bacon and watch a In bed. <laughs> Specifically, yeah. She's doing a TV marathon that instead. Like the vibe right there. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, so that's what's going on. She leaves the uh, meeting narrating her actions again. Yes, <laughs> which then Emma turns to Will and says, you need to bring Britney back. Um, which is the precipitate for the whole episode. The precipitous action, the catalyst, you could yes. say. Yes. Into uh, the New Directions, where Will presents the theme of the week. He writes Britney 2.0 on the board and slides it across the shelving. Well, and on top of that, we're also informed they're doing the assembly again, which historically, this assembly has always been the worst it's performance. It's really bad. Every <laughs> like, single time. Yeah, because... There was the Kesha puke during the Apple yep. Hall episode. Yep. There was Push It, which is where they did the overtly sexual, like, yes. <laughs> like dance actions, and everyone was like... I mean, it, I think that was a sex riot. I don't remember. But then, what happened last season? It's a season? teenage sex riot. What happened last season? Nothing good. I can't remember what they did. I mean, the problem is that the, the trope is that this is just, like... This always goes poorly. Will is saying that they can use this performance to be popular again, which, again, re-last episode, I don't give a shit about no. them being popular, and I don't think the show should either. No. It's, um, dumb. Yes. Uh, let's see. Nope, that's in season one. See, Blame it on the alcoholic season two. Hmm. Maybe season three didn't have one. It should, though. Maybe it didn't, though. Maybe you're right. Um, oh my god, there's a Rolling Stone article that came up in this search that's, a, that's called Goodbye, Glee, The Rise and Fall of TV's Hit Musical. That's really... That's something, I'm sure. I bet it's all bad. Because <laughs> it should be. I don't... I can't see if it... What the, If they didn't... Season three. Let me well, add a three here. We, we at least have the first two, which went very poorly in each of their times. Um, but like you were saying, he's announcing Britney 2.0 week specifically for Britney. He's like, we're going to use this as a family to raise up our <laughs> weakest member or yes, whatever. Um, um, it, and they're all like, yeah, this is great. Like They're all like nodding and smiling. And then Artie and Blaine are like, of course, we've prepared for this well, already. Yeah, Will Will's like, I had Artie and Blaine prepare something. <laughs> yes. But So they do a mashup yeah. of boys slash boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Who are the original artists for both of these? So boys was Britney Spears. Yeah. Boyfriend is Pharrell and Justin Bieber. Got it. Got it, so got it, got it. So my first comment on this... Oh, so there already aren't enough Britney songs for them to just do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, like you'll remember, the, the reason this is Britney 2.0 is because in season two, first, yeah. we had a Britney episode. With 
for real Britney Spears in it. Yes. And it was really good. It was really good. But the problem is now we are we have hit a point when it's like there's no there's iconic <laughs> music videos to recreate. No. There's no hit want, there's no hit numbers except for Oops, I did, Oops, it, again. I did it again, which they do. Again. Do. Yes. Yeah. Um so this number is good though. Yeah, it's I not like bad. It. And I think Blaine's like Blaine and Artie's choreography is really cute. Yes, I I did make I did note that like the choreography is very fun because like Blaine has a chair that he uses to sit behind yeah. Artie and they kind of like do some like swaying na, na, thing. Na. Yeah. Na, na, na. Yeah. And there's like a point where we flash to Will and he's doing like the pageant mom. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he does like that a subtler version of the moves. <laughs> I feel like that's just going to be the theme of this show forever now is that Will is just like the pageant, pageant momming. Mom. Yeah. yeah. Pageant momming his way through, through life. Yeah. Um, um, but it's good. Uh, yeah. And everyone is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Brittany, who looks sort of glazed over. Yeah. Um, sunburned. She does She does say at the end of it, I am once again inspired by the glory of Brittany. So yes. we are we are on track for Brittany Week 2.0. But first we're going to cut back to New York because yeah. we have to do that now. Looking whiplash here. <laughs> uh, they're riding bikes. Yeah. Kurt that. and Blaine. Or Kurt and, Blaine. Kurt and Rachel. Or Kurt and Rachel. <laughs> In their eighteen hundred dollar Bushwick loft. Well, it's not a loft to hanger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a full like it's super. It's empty. It's got brick walls. It's like a hipster's wet dream. Like it's. You can tell the glaze like a, a, dra- a dramatized television show because this space does not exist. I was going to say, you can tell that Glee has no clue what the hell, like what they're going to do for these two, like real, these two people that don't have jobs. One of which is a college student trying to find a place to live in New York. Like this is bullshit, obviously, but also $1,800 says that that, like, it's like nothing. Like it's like, we could live in a shoebox in Manhattan for this amount of money, or we could live here in Bushwick. And it's like, Bitch, you're still paying like at least, at the very least, nine hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, a month. Well, I mean, I'm guessing Rachel's dad's definitely foot a lot of bills. What, is, what did the berries do? I know they were up with people, but what do they do now? I I think they're just gay and successful because that's how gay couples really work. Nice. <laughs> like, like gay stereotype is that like you're just successful. That's true. Um, and like technically, I guess like Bert is a senator. I don't know how well that pays. Yeah, I don't but know if that's a lot of money, but may- Bart does own the tire shop also. That's true. So, I mean, I'm guessing they probably have some support from their parents. I mean, it doesn't seem like Kurt has a job right now. Um, And we're supposed to believe that, like, Kurt made money at, at- the Lima Bean this yeah. past summer. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess, to be fair, I guess he wasn't paying rent or anything because he was living with his parents. Yeah. So, maybe. Anyway, um, like... They're talking about this, like you said, and then it fades to nighttime, and apparently they got it. Like, and, okay. <laughs> yeah, and they're, then... they're living in the loft now. It's theirs. It's their airplane hanger. And <laughs> they're talking about how Dom- they have a quick ad for Domino's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, about how it's better than the one in Lima. Which of the water. Yeah. Um, uh, and which, sure. Is that a Glee reference? Because they did talk know. about that with the bagels in I, season two. Uh, I don't know. It's not well done if it's supposed to be, because I didn't catch it. Or is it like a New York meme? 
Or is it just shitty? Or are they just... I mean, to be fair, I'm not saying that Glee is shitty. I'm saying that maybe if it is a New York meme, maybe New Yorkers are just shitty. (laughs) Whoa, fire! Um, Anyway, uh, Kurt is like, oh, well, let me present my future plan to you, Rachel. It's like, I'm going to apply at Vogue.com because... They, Magazines are dead. It's the only place that's deserving of my talent. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to reapply to Miata. Yes, for the, the second semester. That's right. Um, And then Rachel asks about Finn. Yep. Stupid. Yep. Um, And then she mentions her problems with Miss July, which uh, Kurt gives us some um, exposition. Yeah. Th- this is, like, surprisingly well incorporated, like... So visual wise. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I had some notes about this though. Cause mm-hmm. so Kurt tells us about quote crazy July. Yes. Because apparently, and here's the story. Miss July was, you know, an up and coming new thing on Broadway. She was cast in a new, in the revival of damn Yankees mm-hmm. um, as like a lead role. And everyone was super excited. And then on a debut performance, yep. Um, during one of her numbers, some an old man's cell phone goes off. Yep, and she loses it. Yes. She, like, stands up from where she's sitting on stage during the choreography and is like, okay, whose phone is that? Whose phone is that? Uh, turn off that phone and get out of here before this performance continues. And then yes. when the man, like, doesn't get up, she's like, oh, you're not going to get up? That you're if, if you don't leave, this performance won't continue. So she gets off the stage, goes and steals the man's phone out of his hand, and then takes a bat yeah. and destroys it. Yes. <laughs> well, so so the reason we know this much detail is because we get, like, a weird, like, flashback to it's this. It's not really a flashback. It's sort of like we see, like, a YouTube... But that's the thing is it's it has both, Web-screen. like, a bad YouTube, like, phone camera shot yes. and also like just a regular like well done like good shot. shot but it's it's implied that this is like right which i mean i agree i think it's well done for yeah. that but the youtube phone camera shot is really bad and also is more confusing because if the whole point was that she was mad at someone for using their cell phone like yeah but also suppose this happened like 10 years ago right yeah so like how does there's no way that a camera would have that good of, you're, you know, you're getting too yeah, far into this. You're right, but I just, I just thought it was kind of weird the way that it's like it switches between those, which I don't think it's wrong. Mm. I just felt like it was kind of weird. I thought it was like really seamless, honestly. Like okay. I didn't really feel too off put by it. Sure. Um, it, I think it really, it well articulated the point without like Kurt being like, "Let me get out my laptop." Yes, <laughs> which I do like that too because because essentially they never say like oh this became like a big youtube sensation but it's definitely but it, implied that it like went viral yeah because yeah. later someone calls them a youtube joke or something, something but. like that uh what rachel calls july yeah uh next we get to we're back in Lima. well and... to, to just cap off the thing rachel oh. kurt tells rachel she needs to fight back and quote give her sexy if that's what she wants which which is sort of like kurt being like Seducer. <laughs> her best gay gave her the go-ahead, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's move back to Lima. Back in Lima, and Unique is coming up to Marlene and is like, Hey, because we're not fleshed-out characters, we need to be best friends. Because <laughs> we're both new girls in the school, let's talk about boys. That's The problem is, like, not only, like, you're completely right, but the worst part is that instead of actually fleshing them out as, like, people, it's they're fleshing them out... being like... 
Yeah, but also it's like, let's define ourselves as attraction to men. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Let's define ourselves by how we relate to men. Yeah. That's good, right? No. But it... So, yeah. Like, Marley... In, before you, you need kind of a coster in the hallway, <laughs> um, Marley does share, like, a look with Jake, who is talking to Tina... This gets really weird because this is a setup, obviously. <laughs> this number is stupid, but good. Because yeah. uh, Unique is just like, now we need to talk about boys. Who do you have your eye on? And Marley's just like, you're right, let's talk about boys. <laughs> I have an eye on Jake. And then Unique is like, oh, don't go near him. He's a womanizer. And then <laughs> stares at the camera, <laughs> pulls out some sheet music, and shakes it. Womanizer. <laughs> Yes, because it's the setup. It's the setup for Britney Spears' Womanizer. This you don't say. This sequence though is like so. Essentially, what happens? Yeah. Unique starts us singing. Tina will starts join singing. in. Yeah, well, Tina will join in here in a second, yes. and then Marley kind of caps us off at the end. Yes. But what we see is a montage of well, kind of, but well, like it's more of like a, a progressive long shot. It, yeah, it's not one shot. It's no. multiple shots. But um. So there's three randos. Yes. Who join? It's like three random chicks. Right. Just like singing along with you. Their unique backup. Right. And um, then like more girls are added to this yes. train over the course of like the song because we we follow Jake. It's everyone like pursuing Jake around the school as he is like seducing different women. Yes. So. Which okay, so like it starts because he's talking to Tina at the yes. locker, which I guess is supposed. Here's here's my problem. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how this is supposed to represent that, like, Jake is a woman. I, like, it makes him look scummy, for sure. Because yeah. there are specific ones where, like, I, I did write down the volcano thing is gross. <laughs> um, but, like, there's a bit where, like, there are a couple times where it's, like, a woman, like, walks up the stairs, like, next to him talking to another woman and, like, looks at her ass and then, like, follows her, like, is, like, in, like raptured by her ass. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, in, it in, doesn't seem like he's... In most of the song, it just seems like he's talking to women. Yeah, which, like, <laughs> it just doesn't feel like he's necessarily, like... Mean-spirited? A womanizer. Yeah. It just feels more like that he's, like, a kind of Lothario, I guess. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Sort of a Don Juan, but in, like, but in not, like, he's... But in, like, a really chaste-seeming way. Yeah, because, like, he doesn't, like, grab any women or anything. No. Like, he's and, like, just talking to them. Yeah, like, he's just chatting with women, which, yeah. like... Yeah, like, there are scummy men who, yes. like, are dicks to women and, you know, chat them up or whatever. Yeah. But I, I just don't get that vibe, I no. guess. Do you think it's because he's handsome? Yes. Well, that's, <laughs> here's the thing. I think part of it is that, like, because later in this episode, Jake does have, like, a little bit of a shitty line. Where he's like, well, I don't like to define labels or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it does seem like, like, in a high school way, like... He like like we said he chats he seems like a Lothario he yeah, just he's, he's just very handsome the field yeah and he obviously likes the company of women yeah and so I think the thing is all of these like teenage girls are like oh he's my soulmate and then like he goes and talks to some other woman they're like oh my god I'm crushed like well that's how it's played out but that it's stupid I, no I agree <laughs> but I think it's actually kind of realistic <laughs> and not like all that realistic eh, high school kids are stupid and like high school kids are stupid. <laughs> Um, but also, I mean, I guess if, like, Jake were to sort of chat me up, I'd be like, 
yeah, I gotta lock this shit down. <laughs> right. So yeah. So that's. I mean. Anyway. So yeah. I, to clarify some of the things about this number. Um, yeah. I, the gross. There, there's a bit where they're in science class and they like yes. make a paper mache volcano and like to to make a metaphor about his like raging lust or whatever. Yes. A, another girl walks by and Jake like looks up and looks at her and then the volcano erupts. Yeah. But not really like big eruption more like just like ooze and it's sort of like cartoonish like like when a pie puts off stink lines and like someone like floats along yes. the stink lines it's sort of like that <laughs> that's whole this whole number is the real thing yes. like yeah. um, it's very silly but i like it yeah and unique does a great job tina does yes. too yep and um in the like little chat session that they have before the number starts so, uh unique is like Oh yeah, he'll come to gym class and look at the gym. The girls See, okay, gym this class. this is the one thing I do have to like. That's disgusting. Like that is a really gross thing because he's like on the ble- like because we we of course get this because there's yeah. a big number where all the girls in gym class are doing this like choreographed. And this is when dance. Marley is doing her part of the song. Yeah, and there's like rope climbing. But yes. There's also like jazzercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but so the main thing is like. It's in gym, mm-hmm. and Jake is sitting on the front, like, on the front of the bleachers. Boy, don't try to front, uh-uh. Just, just staring at them, yeah. and, like, no one else is there. It's just, and it's like, who taught you that this was okay? It's very like, silly. And then the end of the number, they put, a, like, a rope around yes. Jake's body. Like, the rope that they were using, like, a climbing rope yeah. in gym. And then they all, like tug him over yeah it's like i felt like it was supposed to be like a tug of war thing but also it, like it a, definitely looks like a noose when they're putting it, it on it does him. which is not great no um and, but then it goes around his body yes <laughs> yeah, but um and so the song and they pull marley is in the front of like the girls right. line and they pull the, him over and then they're like face to face yeah and he still has the rope around his body when the song ends and he's like we should hang out sometime. And Marley's like, <laughs> sorry, I'm making a face at Sam. You can't tell <laughs> podcast listener, but her eyes get really wide. This is where I think Marley, like Melissa Benoist does a very good oh, no. job of playing this kind of like wide eyed, naive ingenue. Yes. Ingenue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bad boy seduces ingenue. <laughs> but yeah, she, and then she's like, sure. And then of course, right after this, like unique and Tina come were like, really? Mm-hmm. But He's that, a womanizer. That means that this whole thing was diegetic, right? Was it, though? <laughs> Cause, because that's the best part. If it is, then, like, our criticisms of, like, how teenage girls act is so valid. Because it's definitely, like, that means that, like, he literally talks to a girl for, like, five seconds and then sees another girl and, like, leaves to go talk to her. And the girl's like, oh, he's a womanizer. And it's like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? But is it diegetic is the thing. And does it... Here's, you think his chances would get real wrecked by all of the women following him around, calling him a womanizer? The one thing about the diegesis issue on Glee is that it sort of changed the story if it is diegetic. Right. Because, like, what is he, what is he, what's going through his mind if he sees all these women calling him a womanizer? Like, what? 
Cause, but he still does it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that makes him more scummy, I think. <laughs> Whatever, but, we need to move forward. Yes. The next uh, scene is a young-eyed ingenue yes. um, <laughs> hitting up the um, the sexy steel worker number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so Brody is doing like sit-ups he's on do- a park he's bench. Doing his workout routine. And he's yeah. counting, and then when Rachel comes by, he ups his number quite significantly. <laughs> yeah, he's like, 200,000. <laughs> and Rachel's just like, wow, you're so beefy and masculine. <laughs> well, she and she laughs. She knows <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. It's very good. And then she's like, Brody, teach me how to be sexy. And Brody's like, oh, well, Cassie July won't like me in your dance class. And Rachel's like, oh, okay, you're right. And Brody's like, no, that's why I want to do it. Well, and he, he also, she's like... I need to learn how to be sexy. And Brody's like, you're already sexy. Yeah, and it's like, Brody okay. Is, Brody is clear about his intentions. He, <laughs> he is, is down to clown with Rachel Berry. <laughs> he is horny for it. Which, like... I would be too, honestly, I after mean, seeing, her in the, seeing her in the round room. She's amazing. I would fall in love with I mean, with I was going to say, I, I could be horny for Brody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rachel isn't, though, because she's still devoted to Finn. But we'll get to um, that. Um, so, her devotion to Finn means nothing in regards so, to her feelings for Brody. Sure. So this next scene, I titled it, huh? Because yeah, it's really weird. So uh, Paul, Mary, and Peter, oh wait, sorry, Joe, Tina, <laughs> and Sam are singing Britney Spears's Three, which is, is a song that, about threesomes. threesomes. Yes. Yeah, okay. It I, is. I was really trying to figure that out as the song was happening. I was like, is this song about a threesome? It, it is. They huh. also do it with acoustic guitar. Yeah. And are, like, reputably, at least Joe and Sam, are, like, the Christian characters. Yeah. So this song is just bizarre. It's, like, the staging, the character choices. <laughs> like, what? Because, like I was saying, like, part of the the chorus talks about Peter, Mary, and Paul, because that's a, like, famous folk group. Yeah. But it's, like, a reference to, like, like it's, it's, like, a weird Britney, like, reference to, like, kind of like poke fun at them and talk mm-hmm. about threesomes and it's yeah. just like what a weird choice for these three characters to be singing this song it's weird uh, and there's no real setup uh it this performance is also a little strange in that yeah. dr- joe is like barely contained to yeah. his stool like he is, he's so like enthusiastic about singing it seems like he's gonna leap off his stool and like fly to the sun like <laughs> Well, I was doing some moves that you can't see, podcast listener, but... Yeah, it's just, man, it's just so weird. Like, and they're all so into it is also part of it. It's yeah. just like, whoa. They're all, like, clapping. <laughs> like, all the glee clubs. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I like the song, though. Yeah. I think it's performed... Acu- like The singing is good, the, the, and, like, the, the, yeah. The, the ear visuals. <laughs> the ear visuals. <laughs> The ear, the, the ear feel. <laughs> nice and crunchy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I think they all sing well, and every all the Glee Club kids do like it. Yeah. You're right. Everyone's, like, clapping along, <laughs> um, except for Brittany, yes. who is sort of glazed over, disassociating, yes. and as, as the song is finishing... Um, Brittany goes over to the side of the room, and we hear like the buzz of well, yeah, because we see her. Clippers. Yeah, we see her plug something in, mm-hmm. and then she we hear the buzz, and then we get some fun shot shots of Brittany's face and the clipper and the hair clippers, like <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it's like goes like sudden. 
<laughs> back and forth, which is great. Um, but uh, as we know, this is the Britney episode. So yes. Britney goes to start shaving her head. This is in reference to that. Yeah. Yes. And so Will uh, runs over to stop like, her. No, don't. You have yeah. everything to live for. Don't shave your head. Uh, no. And the rest of the Glee Club is like, Britney, why would you do that? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, then the next scene is a short little Britney snippet again where yes. she assaults JBI <laughs> yeah, cause, with an umbrella. <laughs> yes, because he's he's accosting her with a microphone um, and, like you said, attacks him with an umbrella and we get a picture of it. Like, someone takes a picture. It's, and it's like an exact shot recreation of, like, Britney, yeah. the Britney Spears brandishing an, an umbrella. Which, which is yeah, fine. Like, which also... Um, Instead of making a music video this time, I guess they They're decided just to reenacting real life. I yeah, guess her um, breakdown. I do like that they that they call Jacob Ben Israel JBI in the yes. show now. <laughs> also, um, like right after we get that, there's a little bit where like from a distance we see Brittany like beating up Jacob Ben Israel nice, on the on the ground, nice. and so we see Blaine, Tina, and Artie all oh, standing yes. over there. And Blaine is like is like looking sort of like hmm, and says to the group. This whole singing at her thing isn't helping. Well, before he gets to that, I just want to point out, he does say, should, should we, we do something? <laughs> and Tina's like, no. No, he deserves it. Which <laughs> is great. <laughs> and then Blaine's like, no, I meant more about the singing. <laughs> I'm just like... Yeah. Uh, and Artie's like, oh, well, Brittany needs to be in center stage. Yeah. We can give that to her. Yeah, there's also a bit where we get a little shot of some random dude recreating the Leave Brittany Alone. Leave Brittany alone. He's like crying, standing by the yeah. lockers. I have to say that like little snippet of like Blaine, Tina, and Artie talking was probably my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I mean, it is really good when Blaine is like, the whole singing at her thing isn't really helping. It was like, you don't say. Like, I just sort of like that the Glee Club still has like camaraderie, small human interactions together. Yes. Yeah, especially after they were such terrible people last week. Um, yes. Um. Yeah. And then, so the next scene yeah. is it, we we don't actually go anywhere. No, we're we still in, we're still in the hallway. Yeah, which is great. Jake is scootering, <laughs> in the hallway. and we get a shot that's like on the handlebars of the scooter. It's like we don't know who is scootering. I guess like it's so it, weird. It's a razor scooter. Yes, um, razor style anyway. And Will is like, hey, no scootering in the hallways. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Jake is like such a weird fake badass. It's so great. Yeah, and Will stops him and is like, your your class is the other way. And Jake's like, oh, do you, you have my schedule memorized now? I'm not even one of your students. And Will's like, and that's my fault. Which, it's nice to see that Will is owning his mistake. Yeah, it's owning but a like, mistake. Um, oh, and there is like a moment where Jake is like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, yes. I'm not going to this class because... We're supposed to dissect a pig, and I'm kosher. Which, okay, so Jake is Jewish. Yeah. Pop is Jewish also. Yeah, but that just means that their dad has a type. Yeah, he just likes Jewish ladies. Okay, like, I just, it just feels, like, and to be fair, part of it is I know that, like, one of the showrunners, we we had to issue a correction, because one of the showrunners is Jewish, so he does understand how this works. But it's like, just because they're half-brothers doesn't mean they're both Jewish, like... It's, especially if they share a dad. Like, if you share a dad, that doesn't mean you're both Jewish. Like, but, but, I mean... Yeah. I, I doubt that uh, whatever... What's his name? Well, his last Some, name is Puckerman. Yeah. 
that Mr. Puckerman is a good Jewish man. Yeah, I don't think so either. If he is Jewish at all. Right. He just has a type <laughs> yes. for Jewish ladies. Um, uh, yeah, and we also know that Puck has a little sister. Like. Yeah, no, that's right, but from his so, mom, but yeah. So this guy is kind of a huge scumbag. Yeah. Which we already know because of the Puckerman jizz juice or whatever. Right, which, no, now that you bring that up, it's because Jake is like a couple, like a year, well, like at least at the most four years younger than Puck. Puck. But yeah. his little sister is definitely is like. much younger. Yeah. God, what a scummy, scummy person. Yep. Uh, and Will is like, listen, Puck was a train wreck, but you don't have to be. Like, that's basically <laughs> what he says to Jake, which sucks. Yes. Um. <laughs> And Jake's just like, leave me alone. Well, yeah, he's like, he's he's like, yeah, you know, Puck was in a real bad place, but then, like, we gave him some friends in their glee club, and it really turned him around. And Jake's like, I don't need friends. Leave me alone, old man. I don't need friends. <laughs> and then we go to the bleachers, where Marley yes. and Jake are having their, like... High school musical Jake. fantasy. <laughs> yes. Um, where Jake does call Mr. Schuster shyster. shyster. I do like that great. a lot. He's like, what shyster haven't you learned this week? And, yes. And Marley's like, oh, well, it's Britney week. Yes. And, and then Jake is like, um, I prefer music that has instruments. That's so Here's shitty. the fucking thing about that, though, is like, as soon as Marley tells him what song she's doing, yeah. he knows he knows how to play it. Right. So, like, Which, this, like... The song can be played on instruments, and, in fact, was. No, no. But not only that, he knows how to play it. Like, he right. knows the music. So it's like, bitch... You, yeah. See, what you, why are you fronting? There's so oh, much. Oh, don't try to front. Uh-uh. There's, there's so much in this episode that is just so shady against <laughs> Britney Spears and, like, pop music in general. Is, that, yeah. like, yeah. So, like, that, it's, it, it's stupid. He starts playing it, like you said, because um, they sing. You drive me crazy. Um, but mashed it's mashed up, up. with Crazy by Aerosmith. Right. Um... So that yeah, it's like a romantic mashup date. <laughs> yeah. For their date, they decided to mash up a song. Right. Um. But uh. Again. Bleachers. Again, I guess they just don't have enough Britney songs. High school like, musical fantasy is accurate. To yes. Describe this. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's just uh, this time I noticed it really hard that Jake sings through Easily. his nose, like. He has no... It's weird because it, he doesn't really have, like, a rounded, like, depth like a to his tone. No. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, that was... <laughs> like, part of it is I had just listened to, like, our, our the last episode where you talked about that. But, like, I couldn't not hear it, mm. especially in this song. So, eh. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't sound bad. No, it's just... But it's nasally. It could be richer. Yes. Yeah, so... Okay, and there is a moment at the beginning of the scene where Marley is just, like... Oh, you and your hair and your leather jacket and your scooter. You're such a bad boy. <laughs> His hair is so normal. His scooter is so normal. <laughs> but his hair is normal, His right? hair is normal. So, like, what does that mean? I don't know. He wears it well. <laughs> and, like, a leather jacket doesn't make you a bad boy. No. I mean, it kind of does. Yeah. Cows like, had to die for that. It's true. It's sort of goth. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, the sun goes down as they are singing this song. Yeah. And Marley, like, has, like, a shiver at the end of it. And Jake's like, oh, are you cold? <laughs> here's my jacket. Here's my jacket, babe. Yeah, and they don't kiss. There, no. There is chased. a promise of it, but... But, like, like we were saying before, Jake is is a chaste 
boy. Yes, and also Marley is a chaste girl. Like she's nice. Very High School Musical in that way. Yes, like very Troy and Gabriella sort of tiptoeing yes. around each other yes. as they are. You know, sort of feeling out their sexual expectations. And also, like, star-crossed lovers. Like, they're not supposed to be... Because Jake's not in Glee Club. Exactly. <laughs> How <laughs> dare they match up <laughs> on non-Glee Club time? Oh, okay. God. Um, yeah, so then we get to what is maybe the most bizarre scene of this episode. <laughs> Brittany is sitting um, singularly in, yes. like, the Glee Club choir room seats. Yes. Um, And everyone else is on... Like the piano. They're sitting on the piano or like around the piano and they're all just like, Brittany, what's going on with you? It, it's it's an intervention for Brittany where they're also gonna have her be in charge of their song at the assembly. Yeah. Um, but the the so there's some notable noticeable things here. First of all, Brittany has the biggest cup of coffee I have ever it seen. It's called a setenta in the Which yes. Because, because it's a seventy ounce espresso, which does <laughs> That would kill you. That would actually um, give you a heart attack. The best part is that it looks like... It's huge. Yeah, it, it's not like... It doesn't make sense, but it looks like a coffee cup that has just been blown up, which is great. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out to the props department. They did a good job this episode. Yeah. Uh, there are a few other moments where I'll mention, but the yeah. coffee cup is good. Yeah, and then we also... The reason we know it's a Satanta is because Brittany introduces us to Kiki... Who is her phone assistant? Who is quote Siri's older sister? Um, um, who's jealous of how famous Siri has gotten? And Kiki is on like a cheap Chinese phone that Brittany found at the laundromat. <laughs> yeah. Also, Kiki speaks with an Indian accent, which yes. is great. Uh, and Br- Brittany is like, oh well, I have a plan for the because Blaine is like, listen, we want to give you a little bit more time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to sing at the assembly. And Brittany says, well, my voice isn't strong enough for that because I've been screaming at the bushes in my front yard because they're, like, betraying me or something like that. Uh, so we'll have to do a lip sync. We'll have to record it beforehand. And Blaine's like, we don't lip sync here. <laughs> this, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I want to save the rant that I have about this for a little <laughs> later, but, like... Stupid. But Brittany's like, yeah, like, we'll record the vocals beforehand so that way I can make really great choreography that no one will get winded doing because we won't be singing. Well, this is, again, like a mirroring of Britney Spears's right thing. Yeah. Because she did, like, multiple lip sync, like, catastrophes. Right, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Which we'll get to that when we get to the assembly. But, yeah. yeah. So, um, no one likes this idea, but they're going to do it. Kiki likes it, though. Kiki does. Yeah, it's not a good idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> uh, next, we are doing it again. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we, though? And oh, then God. I'd say that, and then we break into song. Oh. I've, I've taken a note out of the okay. <laughs> writer's book. Great. Uh, so we're uh, back in New York. We're in mm-hmm. the... We're in the... Dance studio. Yeah. yeah. And Rachel is here dressed as a Walgreens underwear model. <laughs> dressed in her Bob Fosse chic. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, sings Oops, I Did It Again. Um, to prove her sexiness. To, to prove to Cassandra July that she is indeed sexy. <laughs> Which, um, it's interesting. This version is like has like a weird like techno beat, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, it, well, it's, it, it specifically has a techno beat when Brody goes to grab Rachel's crotch in the choreography. Yes. Which, so, <laughs> yeah, I had a note about that too. But also, um, at the very beginning of it, 
uh, one of the other, because she gets all of the other people in the dance class to, yeah. like, do it with her. Um, one of them runs by with a smoke machine. Oh, and yes. Even even Miss July in the fiction is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, yeah, it's so great. good. Uh, I'd say that what this, like, number really showed to me was that Rachel Berry is good at sitting on tables that are being moved. I mean, that is actually a real skill, though, I would say. Um, like, I, I would be flipping out like a cat. What I <laughs> what I really would have liked is if there's it's that one move that an extra does where the table The table, I wrote that down. I lost it when we watched, when Chris and I watched it the first time, I made us go back and rewatch it. I was like, that's some Katja shit right there. <laughs> like, great. it's so good. Because she has one leg on each table, and, yes. and then the tables get pulled apart, like, yes. by other people. And she does, she goes into a split, and then, like... Leans, leans down, down and then there's a dancer like lying yeah. on the ground underneath her and like does like a push-up on top of his body basically. yes <laughs> yeah it's 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 amazing crazy i wish rachel had done that <laughs> i mean rachel <laughs> that would have proved to me that rachel berry can be sexy well because so that's the thing is at the end of this miss july like she goes over and Brody's like, wasn't she sexy? And Mr. I was like, no, you were. Um, well, Brody's like, wasn't Rachel amazing? Oh, sure. <laughs> so that's the phrasing. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Rachel was okay. Like you were really good, but that's true. Like all the other people in this are very good. Yeah. And it just sort of seems like Rachel's kind of like wiggling around in front of people. Well, and I mean, to be fair, this has always been true. Rachel's strong suit has always been her singing. Yeah. yeah. And so like, Sure, the singing is very good, but Cassandra Lai doesn't give a shit about that because her forte is dancing. It's like, true. And Rachel doesn't really do any dancing. Like you're saying, she sits on tables. There's one part where she's on the inside of like the bottom. Like they turn a table over, and she's like inside, and she's like kind of like just like wiggling her body inside <laughs> it, and like that's not dancing either. So, um, I do like Cassandra Lai at the end of it is like, also the song choice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Which, um, shut up. Okay, for <laughs> one. That's just the Glee writers trying to throw shade on Britney Spears right. again. Yeah. Uh, the, my favorite move of the whole number, though, is when Rachel slides down the table into Britney's yes. arms. Yes. Because it's like, it, along with the vocal line of Angel from Above. Yes. <laughs> and we never see, like, what ha- like what the dismount really looks like <laughs> from being in Brady's ar- Brody's arms to the ground. Yes. Um... Good job there, Glee. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, editing. And there's also the bits where, like, Brody, like, is literally groping her. Yes. Which, it's funny because later, he's he talks he's talking to her and he's like, oh, it was so good dancing with you. And I was like, you just liked it because you got to touch her naughty bits. Like, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> in this scene, it ends. Yeah, the song ends. And Rachel is just like, you're just jealous of me. She goes on this whole rant about how everyone in this class has their whole life <laughs> The whole life ahead of them. Now Cassandra is washed up, a YouTube failure. Yeah. <laughs> and then she realizes that she's like really, <laughs> really gone too far. Um, and Cassandra's like, get out, get out of my class. <laughs> but I, I did also know um, right after the performance, Miss um, July, because Rachel's like, see, I could be sexy, I could play Roxy, Evita, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then Cassandra July goes up and she's like, I mean. Let's just face reality, honey. Maria Von Trapp. I don't remember what the song does. The third Shrek. one. Shrek. <laughs> and like she looks real. She's like, Shrek. You know yeah. who I would cast Rachel as in that, in that show, though? What? Lord Farquaad. Oh, my God. I mean, they have the same <laughs> hair, so. And they have the same height. 
right. So, so then we cut back to uh, Supergirl. Uh, so there are some the fa- I think it's the football goons that follow yeah, the goons Kitty are around harassing Marley's mom in the lunch line. They're like, "Oh, that's how small of a portion you're gonna give me." Blah, 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 blah. And Marley's like, "That's my mom." And they're like, "Is there a twin still in there?" Which is like, it's gross, really gross. And then Jake is here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, apologize to both of them. Yeah. And then when the goons don't, Jake's like, ah, oh, screw it. And provokes them into fighting him. Yes. Like, he, like, knocks one of their trays out of their yes. hands or something. And then, like, makes one of the goons face plant into, like, a pan of vegetables. Yep. And then Will comes and breaks it up. Well, yeah. Yelling at Jake. Jake likes a good fight. He seems he, he seems like quite the brawler. Yeah. Um. But so... Like, he's like, takes him away. And Jake is like, oh, you're going to take me to Figgins, even though those guys are such assholes? Yeah. And Will's like, I'm not taking you to Figgins. I'm taking you to someone who can actually get through to you. And then... <laughs> he takes him to the choir room. This is so dumb. <laughs> where where we, we realize why Mark Salling is still in the credits. Yep. Puck is here. here. Here's the thing about... I just had a realization about this whole, like, season four situation, is that it's, like, so stupid. (laughs) You're just getting there now? It's just the dumbest show I've ever seen. (laughs) Everything is so expected. Yes. Nothing is, like... Nothing is forbidden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) it's like... Jake and Puck scene. It's so stupid. They circle each other. Yeah. Puck the, brags the, about how he had a threesome at seven. The, like the blocking of the scene is bizarre. Like, it's like Alfonso Gomez Rayhan like looked at the script and was like, "This is shite. Like, yes. what am I gonna do here?" It's like it's like they're trying to like establish some kind of like weird like alpha ritual yeah. in like like a, like a nature documentary. But they do. They circle each other so that. In the middle of their talk, they are in the places where each other started. Yes. And then they circle once more to return to exactly where they were at the beginning of the talk. <laughs> it's supposed to, like, mirror how they are going through similar journeys. No, honestly, I think it's just because they're like, how are we going to stage this? We need this, something this, to this, happen. This, yeah, because... We need something visually they, interesting to happen during this long monologue. Because they can't just sit next to each other and talk, because that's not badass enough. And we're... Because, like... And Puck does, like, his whole thing, like you're yeah. saying, where he's like, I had a threesome with a police horse, or whatever, you know? <laughs> Essentially, yes. Uh, I, I'm badass number one. Yeah. <laughs> number one! Um, and Jake is just like, you'll never understand me. And Puck's like, no, I do understand you, yeah. we have the same dad. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we both have the same daddy issues. Yeah. And, then, and um, then Puck is like, Glee made, Glee, made, Glee made me a man. <laughs> I have ten dads. <laughs> but not Kurt. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of blame. But yeah, so uh, effectively, I guess they're just trying, they're really trying to like shoehorn that Jake has to join Glee Club yeah. and like his brother that he does not know is convincing him to do it. Yeah, and the scene ends with Puck being like, even if you don't join Glee Club, you're, still, you are, you're, you're, you're my brother. You're my brother. That is nice. And then he's and then he's like, I gotta go back to LA. So we have a confirmation that he is living in LA yes. and is just in Ohio for this little chat. Yeah, I guess Will Scheister called him up on the phone and was like, 
your half brother that you didn't know about is giving you some real trouble. Can you, you need come to talk to him? Three thousand miles to come talk to Jake Puckerman. Well, his reason for needing to go back to LA so soon was great too. He says he has a date with the third runner-up from The Bachelor, which I bet she's hot. I bet she's hot, and I'm also I also bet that she might be a racist. I so... bet she has a lot of emotional issues. <laughs> um, yeah. Next scene is the fall assembly. We get a um, Figgins joke. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the beginning of the Figgins joke is okay, where he's like, quiet, children. And it's, it's like, completely it's... silent. And then he's like, shh. See, I wrote... He does like shishing ASMR, yes. in the, ASMR in the mic. Yeah, I wrote down that I think he's worse than usual. I think he... I think there must be something going on with him mm. that's, like, because, like, in the past, he said weird shit. Yeah. But, like, it seems like it's grounded somehow in reality. Where mm-hmm. it's, like, he's, like, people need to stop taking dumps in the cafeteria or yeah. whatever. We got the snakes out of the toilet. <laughs> yeah. They're now living in the, in the zoo toilets. Whereas this time, like you're saying, he shushes the completely silent room and then says the weirdest thing about how... He addresses a rumor um, that is he likes to be milked. <laughs> because his breasts are full of hearty, nutritious milk or something. And it's just like, what the fuck are you even saying? And this is also done like a fisheye lens on Fisher's <laughs> like, forehead. Yeah. Because like... I mean, to be fair, it's because this whole performance just is, like, super bad, so, yeah. like, it, it's, like, a nightmare sequence anyway, mm-hmm. but I seriously think that there might be something that's, like, going on with Figgins, like, that something well, has happened. Well, supposed to be usurped. Right, Roz and exactly. Sue are, are supposed to usurp him this season. Right. It was set up at the end of season three. But Nene Leakes isn't on the show anymore, probably, so... Where the so. fuck is she? This but yeah, is and, stupid. Yeah, so, anyway, then Glee, we see a little bit right before they start the performance... Brittany's in a robe and eating cheesy puffs. Yes. And one of them, I think it's probably Blaine, because he's the one who's trying to pick up all this, like, mess. I think Unique is the one who comes over. Sure. And he's like, do you want me to put your cheesy puffs somewhere else? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, because Blaine is like, hey, Brittany, do you want to, like, stretch a little so we can warm up? (laughs) And Unique's like, I can take your cheesy puffs. (laughs) Um, uh, and Brittany's like, no, I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> and she takes off the ro- We don't even see her take off the rope. We no. just start the performance. Yes. Um, and Brittany is in, like, a two-piece, like, shorts, bikini top combo. Yeah. That is, like... Very Brittany. It's Brittany Spears iconic, like, right like, as she was, like, trying to make a comeback and was still a total mess. <laughs> yeah, like, 2008, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people give, like, gave Brittany a lot of... Brittany Spears a yes. lot of shit about... Her body being like ugly at that point, which was disgusting. Yeah. Um, because she looked normal. Yeah. If if anything, maybe too skinny, because like yeah, she was under a lot of fucking stress, yes. and like people were being. That part of it. Well, I'm gonna save that. We need to save that. So they do this performance. Yeah. One of the things I do like Artie's wheelchair has a bag of cheesy posts behind, like on the back of it. <laughs> And she's like eating out of it as she does it, and she also has like a like a two liter of orange soda. Yeah, I, lo- I actually really love this performance uh, because <laughs> Brittany's not even trying to lip sync; she's just sort of like eating loudly. <laughs> which yeah, it, it's gimme more. Yes. Um, which they did do before. Um, you can tell because, like you're saying, Brittany eats during the lyrics that she's supposed <laughs> to be singing, and the rest of the Glee Club is. Doing their hardest. Like they've got their show faces on. They are doing the choreography. Yes. And uh, they're really trying their best. Yeah. Um, 
there, my favorite part is when Blaine, like, dips her at one point and is, like, disgusted. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, like, ugh. Yeah, so... Because, <laughs> like, during this performance, we see some people in the audience. I think we see Kitty and mm-hmm. Schuster and Kit- Figgins. Kitty is, like, really... Like, concerning. staring him down. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and I are both, like, doing, like, shifty side-eyes at each like, other. Squinty, like, squinty-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Then, like, Kitty, like, stands up and is like, they're lip-syncing! And then we see Stoner Brett stand yeah. and say, Jacuse! Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then it all just kind of goes downhill. Like, Brittany is, like, in one, in, like, the front corner of the stage, just kind of, like, falling to the ground, and the rest <laughs> of the Glee Cup has, like, sequestered themselves to, like, the back corner. And, to, like, and Blaine is just like, I need to shut this down. And he pulls the entire curtain around them. Well, and what's great is we get a top shot of that, and we see Brittany, like, lying in a pile of cheesy puffs. Yeah, she's... <laughs> she's hitting rock, rock bottom. bottom. Yeah. So, we then flash to the choir room, where Will is ripping them a new one. <laughs> yes. This is, an equi- this is equivalent to blood doping in sports. If the... If the <laughs> Board of show choir, show choirs, here's, gets wind of this. We could be barred from competing forever. Okay, so for yeah, he he talked about the fifty-eight year. How this is the first time in the fifty-eight year history of, and also how they've like ruined their reputation. Yeah, like, and um, I wrote down: Is this supposed to be ironic? Because it is because this is glee all of the performances are lip syncs like they definitely <laughs> record it beforehand and then lip sync like out on the How show dare you? are you saying they're not doing this live <laughs> are you saying all the music is adr sam the illusion <laughs> anyway um but yeah yeah the equivalent of blood doping okay here's the real thing yeah um <laughs> yeah there, the show choir national border or national show choir board of review is really going to take them to task for a like nothing pep assembly yes. performance that is not competition. <laughs> it's just, it's like mostly. I think what's the stupidest thing about this because this is obviously supposed to be about Britney Spears yes. and like the big controversy, like oh she lip syncs at performances, and it's like of course she does though. Yeah, like it doesn't fucking matter. No. Like I mean, you're not going to. Say- when you are a big fan of Britney Spears, it's not really about how she sounds. No. It's about the performance and the yeah. dancing and, like, the, the whole spectacle. spectacle of it all. Yeah. Which, that's... And that's why she's been on, been on like, the Las Vegas... Right. Like, a standing Las Vegas show for years. Because, <laughs> yeah, because it's Las Vegas. It's a big show. Yeah. But, like, it's just so stupid. And I just... <laughs> again, like... We've we've covered a lot of the things where they're like referencing Britney's meltdown. Yeah, it's so shitty to mm-hmm. Britney Spears. Like the first it's one, disrespectful. Yeah, it's obvious that like Britney Spears didn't want to be in this one. Exactly, because I was like, the first one was way better because they did the better songs. They did they recreated music videos. Like Britney Spears was on the show, and they talked about like what an icon and inspiration yeah. she was. Whereas this one. They're like, oh, lip syncing, and like she had her melt. She did her crazy shaving her head, and like attack that person with an umbrella. It's like, God, get out of here! Yeah, <laughs> you misogynistic totally. pieces of shit. Like, totally. yeah. So Brittany, um, like they all sit through this whole speech, and then Brittany is like, I am tendering my resignation from the Glee Club. Goodbye. Yep, she just stands up and walks out. And then we go back to New York. 
Cassandra yes. July is dancing in a mirror by herself. Well, not just one mirror. She has two mirrors. They're huge as well. <laughs> yes. And uh, she, she, so Rachel is coming up to talk to her, and Miss July says, I'm working. Doing what? <laughs> Are you choreographing, like, a snake tremor dance? <laughs> Like, what is this? Maggie, it's sexy week in Miss July's class. No, it's um, always sexy week in Miss July's class. <laughs> but yeah, so Rachel's here to apologize um, and presumably probably beg for her spot yeah, back in the she's class. she's here to grovel. Yeah. And uh, Cassandra has like, this whole speech and there's a part where she like has Rachel help, help her, her with stretch. Her stretching. Yeah. Like she's like she just puts her leg in the air and is and, like, like and beckons Rachel. She's come like, here, Rachel. Come here, there. Um, very sexy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there is sexual tension between these two characters, especially because this speech, like this monologue that Mister Light does, the the takeaway is that oh yes, I had this huge meltdown, and it's because I the pressure got to me, and she's like, I'm I put my students through the ringer because this is what real life is like. Yeah. And, and she's like, you didn't even get that much pressure on you, Rachel. Like, yeah. She's like, you literally like had like you, me call you not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she was like. You got criticized in, excuse me, dance class. <laughs> God, I love Miss July I love her so too. much. She, call, she calls Rachel on her shit a lot. Yes. Um, and when she when Rachel is helping her stretch, like Rachel, she's like, Rachel, you're not pushing far enough. But basically, yes. like, in the body language, yes. that's not actually said. Yeah, because um, she, like, pulls her own leg yeah. farther. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's... Eh. And so Rachel gets to come back to class because Niata has, like, a has like a warning yes basically yep um and but rachel is being punished she has to hand wash all the dance belts yes and she's do you know what a dance belt is is that what you poop on no (laughs) (laughs) poop on you poop on something for dance I don't the way, anything the, other than a the, toilet. The way that you said it just made me think that it must be something heinous. <laughs> it is pretty heinous. So you don't know what it is? I don't know what it is. So a dance belt is something that um people like dancers with uh dicks wear. Sure. Um that takes the whole situation and pushes it up like against your body. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like drag, or you kind of have to tuck it in. But yeah, yeah. it's like a jock strap, but everything goes up. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so Rachel has to hand wash all of these. <laughs> I'm sure gnarly. Yeah. Spells. I mean, we've seen the amount of dancing they do. It's yeah. Um, Sweaty. But she's also technically on probation. Yeah. So double secret probation. <laughs> yeah. If she if she ever, I, I'm guessing if she ever mouths off to Mister Lai again, she's finished. We'll see if Rachel can get her act together in that regard. Yes. So uh, then yep. then we get some... Okay, this is the other scene that gets super weird. We get some gratuitous close-ups of a map, and then Sam's face, and then Brittany's face. Because apparently Sam has drawn a map to help Brittany find the auditorium so he can talk to her there. Yeah. Um. There's also a reference, because earlier... When, when she was coming into Wama's office, yeah. she was like... Sorry, I'm late. I lost my compass. Yeah. So in this episode, in this like part of the scene, Sam is like, "Oh, I drew you a map because I carry it in my pocket in case I, I in yeah. case I've lost my compass." Which, like, I don't understand. This is like Sam's character now, though, right? Is that he? He like makes he like like so. I mean, he did the same thing with Marley, where he was like, 
Oh, my mom. So, yeah. so Jake relabels into my Walmart clothes also. He's just a chameleon that, like, relates to everyone else, I guess. To make their storylines more realistic. I mean, the, the other thing, though, is this ends up, they end up bonding because they're both blonde. Yeah. Which makes me think, is this some, like, like ham-fisted alien. blonde joke. Or is it an alien ritual? <laughs> Where it's like, oh, we're both stupid because we're blonde. So, like, we have to have compasses and maps to help us get around the school that we go to for Whatever. four years. It's stupid. And Sam is like, I figured you out, Brittany. You're intentionally hitting rock bottom, just like Brittany, so that you can stage a dramatic comeback. And Brittany's like, yes, you're correct. I'm yes. glad you've re- realized my plan, because now I can make a comeback. Yes. Okay, it's sure. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, and she, and Sam's like, oh, you must really miss Santana. And Brittany says yes. And then we get a reference to Brittany's long-standing fascination with armpits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because she mentions interesting lady sex. Yes. But she also is like, I really miss... Santana's laugh and how she was mean to anyone who yeah. was mean to me and the smell of her armpits. Yes. Um, and she, then... She and Sam kind of, I guess, forge a new relationship as... They're friends. Two they're, blonde, they're blonde friends. blonde friends. Yeah. Um, That's the scene. Yeah. And so then we move to Brittany's plan. She's already got a plan for her comeback. So she's starting it now. She walks into Sue's office and presents Sue with a crayon-written executive order from the student class president. Because she looked into the bylaws. Yes. She is student, she is student class president for as long as she is a senior. Which seems like a real oversight on their part. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, this executive order is written in crayon. Sue looks at it, and, like, Brittany has this whole speech about how she needs to be reinstated to the Cheerios. Yeah. And Sue's just like, wow, this is the barest modicum of human logic. <laughs> yes. She says human. <laughs> yes. She <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wow, this is the barest modicum of human logic, which I didn't think you were capable of. Yep, yeah, I clocked that too. <laughs> Canon confirmation of yeah. Brittany's alien. Well, one of the other things too yes. is um, there is the bit where it like zooms in on this executive order where Brittany signed her name and she did it in crayon and each letter is a different color. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why we needed like a zoom in on that. At first, I thought it was because she had misspelled her own name, mm. but she didn't. Like it's just, like, it just is her name. Yeah. And I don't know. I, yeah, I thought it was a Baki <laughs> callback. It's not. No. Whatever. Um, we do, oh, so yeah, so then Sue is like, okay, uh, like, I'm, you're obviously I'll consider, trying. Yeah, you're obviously trying, but, like, your grades are still very bad. Yeah, and, and she says yeah. that she'll let her back on the Cheerios, but she has to graduate this year. Yeah, and uh, Brittany tells us, oh, that's already, I'm already working on that, I'm getting tutored by Wemma, like, for an hour every day, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they do a little, they do a fun little gag where they're showing her pictures of presidents, and she's like, Barack Obama, and they're like, great, and then they show her <laughs> George Washington, she says, Glenn Close, and they're like, oh, Close you enough. almost had it. Close enough. <laughs> um, that's mean to Glenn Close, sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she got a, she got a C- minus on her history test, so we're, next, things are already looking up. The next scene is back in the loft. Well... There is one more common. There is one more thing I want to say. Okay. Brittany tells us she got a C minus in her history test because she got bumped up two letter grades just because she didn't write it in her secret language from middle school. Yes. And she says at the end of the scene, I quote, Meepzorp Flormgarb. Alien is, speech. Exactly. 
Like, Meeps or Ploopgarb. <laughs> Meeps or Ploopgarb. But it's like, like you're saying, like, can confirmation, like, that is very obviously, like, fakey fake, like, sci-fi alien talk. Like, so, yeah. So, Meeps or Ploopgarb, Maggie. Yes. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> so let's move. Let's move on to the next scene. What What does um What did uh that Robin Williams alien? What did he say? I don't. Mork. Mork. What did Mork say? Uh, Alf. <laughs> okay, we're in the loft in New yes. York. They are painting it because that is something you can do in a rented loft. <laughs> well, yeah, it's in Brushwick. Who cares? I, I guess Bushwick. Whatever. Because it's. In the bush. Okay, got it. I don't know. Uh, and they have a couple different colors of paint, but yes. it seems that they've settled on white. Yes. And Rachel has made um, sort of a shitty <laughs> ode to Finn with like a... She's written Finn on the wall in paint and drawn a couple hearts around it, but yeah. like they're not very well. No, they're like they're really so bulgy, sad, circular hearts. But whatever, it's fine. Um, and uh, Rachel's like... Do you like my wall thing? <laughs> and Kurt's just like, uh-huh. Like, Kurt's like, we need to go get some cakes so that we can stop talking muffin. <laughs> um, but as he goes to go to the door, there's a knock, and it's Brody. Oh, look at look at the cat and the dog. Mo loves Sahara so much. She's gone now. <laughs> Sahara's, Sahara's like, please. Leave, Let it be over. Let the cat leave me alone. But, um... Uh. Yeah, so Brody arrives with here. with an orchid. With the sexiest plant. I was going to say, the se- sexy for a plant, orchid. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, Kurt l- finds a reason to leave. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm going to go get that cake bye. <laughs> yeah, and so then Brody comes in. Like we were saying, he, he gives her the orchid, and he's like, it's sexy for a plant. I was going to say that before he even, like, said that in the dialogue. I was like, the or- like an orchid is like a sexy plant to give to someone. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's such a weird thing to say. Like, it's shaped like. Lots eggs. of flowers are shaped like genitalia, though. That's true. You're so. right. Um, there is. Have you ever seen the movie Secretary? No. It's a weird movie, but there is like a whole. There's a whole scene where James Spader, who is the romantic lead, um, he, uh, like, is like fertilizing orchids. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Well, okay. You see it. It's good. Okay. Um, I yeah. mean, it's it's so weird. But... Ra- Rachel denies him. He he's like, I really want to kiss you. No, Brody is extremely clear about his intentions. He's like, I found you really sexy. I thought you were really sexy when we were dancing, and I would like to kiss you, please. And <laughs> Rachel, Rachel's like, no. Rachel does rebuff him yes. because of Finn. Yes. Uh, and Brody like gestures to the wall and is like, oh, you're still in love with your with your high school boyfriend. I see. Yes. Uh, and. He's like, but know this, every time I'm talking to you or doing anything with you, I would prefer to be kissing you, which is not That's right. weird, right? Yeah, that's not okay. Um, yeah. And then he leaves. He fucks yes. off. Uh, next, it's Marley and Jake. Yes. Uh, Marley is in her locker, and she has, like, a little whiteboard on the inside of her locker that says, I love my mom. Yes, with, <laughs> like, a little heart. It's so good. It's. I, I guess that is one of Marley's main character traits. It is. She's poor, and she loves her mom. Um, Jake asks to sit next to her in Glee, and she's like, oh, you're joining because of me? And he's like, well, not really. Yeah, <laughs> not, like, not Glee me. could help me control my personality disorder. And, like, I guess what you said was helpful to her or whatever. Um, but, so... <laughs> 
the way he phrases it is weird. He's yeah. like, oh, all these, like... Voices in my head that tell me to punch head. things. Like, and he's like, I've heard Glee can help those go away. And I'm like, what is... Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so Marley, notably, is still wearing his jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... And she subtly is like, huh, wow, I just noticed I'm still wearing your jacket. I didn't take it off all night. Um, <laughs> and Kitty comes up. And Kitty's just here. Yeah. And she's like, oh, um, give that to me. I'm dating Jake. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, didn't you, didn't Jake tell you? We're dating now. And Jake's like, oh, I, I don't like label. And Kitty's like, give me the jacket. Yeah. And Marley does it. Um, yeah, it wasn't even set up a little bit, which is why I'm... Not, it's weird. Yeah. It's definitely weird and very High School Musical, like, yeah. side B character sort of interaction. Yeah. And... Marley is very hurt by this. And we get a little bit more disassociated static. Yes. Because she takes off the jacket, and then, like, we see her, like, walk away, and, like, in the background, we see Kitty and Jake, like, talking, I guess. Um, but, yeah. And so then, yeah, I, I put Upswell, because there's, like, a weird, like you're saying, like, the weird static yeah. music. So, Jake is in New Directions now. We yes. go to the choir room and he like sees New Directions as like a cavalcade of freaks. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So this is where it has like this like triumphant music, yeah. I guess, to celebrate the fact that they... No, it's... It's not that. It's like... It's like a trumpet fanfare of like... of like. Anyway. So yeah, so everyone's very inviting. I did... I wrote down Joe's line. He said, God made you and God doesn't make mistakes. Which I was like, I'm team Jesus now. Um... Well, Jake is sort of like, yeah, <laughs> at that, like, interaction. Yeah. And then we get, like, close-ups of, yes. like, everyone being weird. <laughs> yes, well, it starts okay, because, like, people are just smiling, but then Tina is, like, using her hair as, like, a mustache, and then... <laughs> and Blaine is like, ooh, <laughs> like, his eyes get all wide, he's like, ooh. Yeah, and then we see Brad, too, so luckily Brad is back. Yeah, um, uh, it's another fisheye, like, figging lens for Brad. <laughs> And then we see Sam opening his mouth extremely wide. <laughs> yes. Um, like yes. He's cracking his jaw or something. And Jake's just like, ugh. <laughs> yes. But um, then he, like, sits down. Will's like, everyone, here, you look, we get it. We snared him. And then Marley is like, I want to sing another song for Britney. Yeah, then we close off the episode on a real slugger. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, she sings every time. I do like Artie's mention. He's like, we really, did that come out this morning? Because we really scraped that Britney mm-hmm. barrel. <laughs> I knew you would like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Marley sings this song. We get some flashes. Uh, we close up the rest of, you know, the plot lines because yeah. we see Rachel tangoing in her class because yes. Cassandra July has granted that to her because she's proved her sexiness quotient. Yep, and, Brody watches. Uh, then we see Santana as unavailable on Skype as Brittany just stares at her computer sort of dejectedly. Yep. She is back in her Cheerios uniform, though, and sporting that, that high pony. Yep. And uh, we see Jake and Kitty on the football field as Marley sits in the bleachers and stares at them. <laughs> yeah, which, again, very high school musical. <laughs> and finally, we see Rachel painting over the Finn heart. Thank God. Um, yeah, so that is this episode. I mean, the song is fine. It's boring. Yeah, it's Marley. To her credit, Marley is a good singer. It's just I don't know if it's really, this song really plays to her strengths. No, so let's close it up though. Let's move to the podcast business. Yeah, podcast business business. But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Okay, so, as we do every week, uh, let's start with our gold stars. Maggie, who do you want to give a gold star to this week? 
I'm gonna give my gold star to um <laughs> I'm gonna give half to Jake Puckerman. Okay. And half to Cassandra July. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving my full one to Cassandra July. Nice. Because man, she's so good. Yeah, it's true. And Jake is fine. He's such a Lothario. Yeah. Such a heartbreaker. I, I, <laughs> boy, don't try the front. Uh, <laughs> uh, such a creep you're for a watching star. girls' gym class. You're a go- you're a gold star, Jake Puckerman. Ah, mm-hmm. uh-uh. okay. Okay. I mean, I don't. I, we we kind of best number. It. Yeah, best number. Um. So we had. We have Hold It Against Me at the beginning, which yep. is the Cheerios number. Yep. Then Womanizer. Yep. No, Boys Slash Boyfriend sure. by Artie and Blaine. Yep. Womanizer. Then we have Three. Yep. Oops, <laughs> I did it again. Yep. Give me more. Kind of, yeah. And Every Time. Yep. So, um, Maggie, what do you think was the best number? I think the two best there's there's two really good ones that I think. Sure. I think it's Boys Slash Boyfriend by Artie and Blaine and Three <laughs> by Tina, Sam, and Joe. And I'm gonna pick Three. Okay. Actually. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I picked Womanizer. Uh, that one's really good, also. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, what I, am I thinking? No, I mean, that's still really good. I think that that song is so good. It's just such a weird it's, inclusion. That's sort of why I like it. It's yeah. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. Kind of out of left field. Yeah. Um, but I like Womanizer. I like all the singers. And it's I wish good. I liked Oops, I Did It Again more. Yeah, but like... Did they... What song did they do last Britney episode where Rachel was in like a dream sequence? Oops, I Did It Again. Really? Yeah. She wore the like... Girl, I, yeah, she like, did the whole like music school video. girl video. Yeah, I gotta say, it was a sexier rendition than the first Britney episode. Yeah, because she's wearing that schoolgirl outfit and like the and like weird eighties light warmers. And then there's like the bit where she shows her, her tummy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. So then the last thing, the slushy rating. The slushy rating. What do you give in this episode? Three. Yeah, I'm also giving it three out of five slushies. Mostly, this episode is just bizarre. It's weird. It's misogynistic. It's, it's like clunky. Yeah, it's super clunky. <laughs> I like. It. I will. Alfonso. Um, go. He does what he can. Yeah, and some of the things like the the YouTube thing was great. The shot reverse shot with the hair clippers is like maybe yeah. my favorite scene. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's. It has its moments, but in general, this was not an episode they needed to do. They didn't need to revisit Britney, as they even make a joke in it where they're like, we didn't, we didn't have any songs to sing. Like, yeah, it's true. And, like, that sucks, like, because it's also rude to Britney. It is. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's it, and yeah. we finished this episode, and now we need to look forward to the next one. What is it? Uh, the next episode is Season 4, Episode 3, Makeover. Um, but in the meantime, you can contact us on Twitter at SNMHakely or by email SNMHakely at gmail.com. Um, or on Instagram, yep. SNMHakely. Yep. Uh, we also have a Patreon page where we have extra bonus content, and you can just check it out, check us out there at patreon.com slash SNMHakely. Yep. We also um, push most of our Patreon subscription money to... Uh, donations. We are currently donating to the Trans Law Center. Yes, and um, I just want to make sure we give a full, adequate shout out to one of our new patrons, Adelaide Leroy. Yes, because she's great. we 
<laughs> We're sorry, Adelaide. We know that you became a patron, like, over a month ago. Don't worry about it. But uh, we really appreciate it. And if you want to shout out an episode, like Maggie was saying, just go to patreon.com slash Glee. Got to get that branding. So, until next time, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. Let's go see Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Times of Grindelwald. And where to find them. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha